0: Hello, friends. I've gotten so good at intros that Steffi's like, you know what? Why don't you just do the intros from now on? And I'm like, you know what? I do crush them every time. So I'll take that off your hands. So this is Hayden Bo.
1: And Steffi Cohen.
0: And this is another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, we are going to talk about some inflammatory things. We are talking about... Inflammatory. Inflammatory. OnlyFans uh which you know whoa that's that's become a wild thing in 2020 especially with everybody losing their jobs and and you know booties making money they took her jobs they took her jobs. that's a south park reference for uh, anybody who's been a long-term <laughs> south park fan i'm sure you got a big crossover audience there um we talked about a lot of other things the what's it called the female athlete triad
1: No, the female athlete paradox.
0: Oh, the female athlete uh, triad is a different thing. Yeah, it's when you lose your period and your body fat is way too low. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, Steffi was talking about uh, some of the stuff that she's been through, struggling with femininity, femininity, and uh, competing in male-dominated sports. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of girls out there who have felt the same way. All these topics kind of tie into each other. And, uh, you know, I think... I think they're all interesting. I think they're all things that people are talking about right now. So if you're one of those people, this is a good episode for you. As always, this podcast is brought to you by go strong equipment. They make the best strength sport equipment in the game. You can check them out at gostrongequipment.com or on Instagram at go strong equipment. If you like monoliths, comp benches, all the stuff you need to be a top level strength athlete. If you can think of it, they can make it definitely check them out. Finally, uh, i'm sure you all are loyal loyal listeners but in case you're not make sure you tag us screenshot the episode that you're listening to post it in your story tag hybrid unlimited steffi myself tag uh hybrid legacy for those of you who missed it hybrid apparel is no more we've killed it it's now hybrid legacy brand um i think it's something that maybe we'll talk about on another podcast but just overall i think represents the brand image better but uh Tag us all and you'll automatically be entered to win a full brand new drop from Hybrid Legacy. Uh, And I won't talk your ear off anymore. Uh, Sit back, relax and enjoy. What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired as hell because did we just have the most extreme day ever?
1: Dude, I think we're extreme people now. Red Bull, you can sponsor me.
0: (laughs) I'm ready. I mean, we've done some pretty extreme things, but today was, that was tiring. I have a whole new respect. My dad used to do bike trips uh, when I was a kid. They would all just, him and all his buddies would grab motorcycles and do like, you know, two week long trips. Mm-hmm. We just did, this was the longest one we've ever done. It was like four hours and I'm wiped. Uh, but you also learned how to drive a race car <laughs> in the middle of that. So how was that? That was pretty ridiculous.
1: That was fun. You know, our experience at the uh, Homestead track.
0: Oh, yeah. So since you've done both. Right. you've You've driven a Porsche GT2 RS on the Homestead track, which is a pretty awesome car. And now you've driven like a legit race car race car. Yeah, what's the experience? What's the difference?
1: I I felt like I was first of all, when you drive the exotic cars on the track, you always have to have uh like one of the guys supervising so, you.
0: They they have the like brake, right? So they can override you and yeah. brake.
1: Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, I remember which that. is
0: kind of a bummer. It it kind of makes the whole experience feel a bit lame, doesn't it? It
1: does, and I also feel like I'm I'm being evaluated or like I don't know, like I I have to be careful like a lot more. Right. I think yeah, the cars are a lot more prone to damage. The exotic cars, whereas, like I felt like those cars because that was a racing school. Those cars are there to get a beating, you yeah. know. Like I felt comfortable to go fast and make mistakes and spin and whatever else happened because I because I knew that they see that all the time because it's a racing school.
0: Right, and you you did you had one spin out.
1: I know it was fun. What was that? that was like? my favorite part.
0: That was your favorite part. Yeah. That seems like the worst part. <laughs> that sounds scary as hell.
1: No, because honestly, I wasn't going... The The track was wet, so I wasn't really going that fast. I just took
0: a, a turn too close. Did your uh, tire like get in the grass or something? I got in the grass completely. But is that what pulled you off? Like one of the tires touched the grass and it kind of just pulled you away? No,
1: there was like a little bit of... I, I don't know if it was oil or dirt kind of... Sticking there on one of the curves, and my wheel caught onto it, and then I uh. spun and then I went into a grass, and then I got out and then I went to a pit stop, and then they were like, "You okay, and then I kept going,
0: yeah, yeah, you had to go into the pit. they had to do they switch your tire out or what do they do?
1: No, they just took a chunk of grass out of my car.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: full of grass too,
0: really? It tore yeah. it up
1: like my body
0: you had um. I, that what's it called like like a dash cam almost they recorded it too yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah i'm I, excited to see that footage
0: okay are you gonna make a youtube video out of that yeah that'll be cool
1: what was the coolest was the instructor what was her name uh Divi. Divi, olympian skier mm-hmm. and uh race car driver professional professional race car driver in europe yeah, and she's 75 and still kicking it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see how she got in and out of that car? I know.
0: She looked more athletic than us.
1: She looked more athletic than me, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing.
1: I was out of breath getting in and out of the car. She,
0: she didn't even seem like like achy or... No, she just or seemed...
1: stiff or anything. She was like so supple.
0: She... and What was the thing? Her sort of like claim to fame? She set a British record for the speed... The downhill ski speed.
1: Yeah. Of 125 miles
0: per hour. Oh yeah. 200 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Which is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. 125 miles per hour.
0: What happens if you fall? Do you just die instantly? Humans can't fall at 200 kilometers an hour. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like imagine, imagine on a motorcycle, you fall going 125 miles an hour. You,
1: yeah, you're likely to die or definitely break something. Yeah, it was interesting asking her, you know, how he got start, how she got started, because she's 75, she's been 76. teaching, 76, she's been teaching for, why'd you have to correct
0: me? Hey, it's,
1: was that relevant? It's really? Good to,
0: it's good to be accurate.
1: Jesus. She's 76, she's been teaching for over 20 years.
0: 26, to be exact.
1: You're so annoying, man. <laughs> Oh my god hey, She
0: said real numbers So I'm gonna give the people the real numbers
1: It doesn't matter
0: Okay, go on
1: She's been teaching for a long time uh, Which means that she got into race car driving At least in the 90s
0: mm-hmm. Or well, way before Or that. way before, She's right? She's been teaching for 26 years
1: Right, so she was probably she And she said she had a long career Yeah too okay yeah. yeah so say like seventies eighties probably yeah. at least when she got into it. I'm always curious to know how how women get into male dominated sports, especially in times where it's less common and less approved, kind of by
0: society. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now it's it's super rare. Look at <coughs> Christmas Abbott got so much attention just for, for being part of a NASCAR pit, pit crew, pit not even like a, a driver, just the people who. You know, change the tires in the pit and do all the the mechanic work, which is wild.
1: I was asking her about the time when she got into a sport and how it was and how competitive it was. And I, w- I'm always curious to know for female athletes how, you know, how they get how how they get into a male dominated sports sport and what kind of resistance they experience as they're doing it granted we we didn't talk to her for that long i didn't get those answers but i'm curious because times have changed a lot even in the last like five years i've experienced it with weightlifting and with powerlifting just how much more female participation there is in the sport but um obviously there's still there's well, there's this paradox that exists that's called the female athlete paradox, which is basically females participating in in activities that are more characteristic of males and having trouble expressing their femininity because because they're participating in something that doesn't require femininity.
0: Right. You know what's what is really interesting about that to me. Though, is that there's this there's this weird thing. So that that paradox is like women feel sort of a challenge, right? They feel like they can't be feminine because they're participating in something that's a masculine sport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But women who do those very masculine sports so can sometimes get a ton of attention, even more so than men, right? But I also feel like it's sort of like it's sort of based on their appearance as well. You know what I mean? Like the girls that get a lot of attention in, in more masculine sports are the ones who are attractive. You know what I mean? Nobody cares about 90% of female power lifters, Right. But the ones that get attention are the ones who are strong and look good. And yeah. I think that that's the same in most sports. Look at all the like female skateboarders that are really popular or, you know, really anything. But I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, a moral problem or not, because you could say the same about men, right? It kind of just comes down to marketability at the end of the day.
1: What do you mean you can say the same about men?
0: That, I mean, the the, the sort of like the athletes uh, that get the most attention are the ones that are, you know, they're, they're marketable in some way. Either they're good looking and charismatic or they're, you know, they've got some sort of crazy personality like Conor McGregor, like just a larger than life sort of personality. But there's something... To them other than the fact that they're just good at the sport.
1: But this has nothing. My conversation has nothing to do with marketability. Right. My conversation has everything to do with just like the psychology behind being a female athlete. Okay. Not whether or not they're marketable or whether or not they're liked by the media. It's just like something that that females go through when they're trying to succeed in their sport while trying to maintain their femininity. Okay. That's the point I'm trying to make. And, and it actually does happen in, in, in males too.
0: What's it called? What's. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Men who do sports that are more typically associated with being feminine. Or yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like figure, figure skating. skating or... Yeah. Dancing, cheerleading, cheerleading are also subject to the same kind of similar. So dilemma. How,
0: do, how does that present? Like, what are those athletes going through? You're one of them, you know, like what, what's the struggle?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for me competing since I was eight years old in a bunch of different sports, it's exactly that what I'm describing. It's like, you don't, you, you obviously identify with being an athlete, but obviously you also identify with being a woman because that's exactly who you are and what you are. Um, but I think that to a certain extent, like you feel like those two personalities can't Coexist in within the same person because fem because females are not big are not imposing are not competitive are not aggressive are not ruthless so you're not supposed to have a killer instinct like all of these are more characteristics of of men Amen. right but within the context of a sport you find yourself exhibiting a lot of these characteristics especially if you're if you if if you're competing and you're successful right like you those are qualities that you have to have right so it's just kind of an inner struggle to represent yourself in both ways and because of how because of how resistant society is to accepting the fact that females can have more than one role and can express themselves in more than one way you feel repressed Mm -hmm. you feel like you just you have to choose one or the other that's why for me for for such a long time i was just a tomboy because it was comfortable right because because i chose the identity of being athletic i chose i chose to represent myself as an athlete and i didn't want to i didn't want to confuse people with like oh you know but
0: she's what what what, so i understand that 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 sort of like inherent feeling that you might have been dealing with but Was there a conscious thing, like decision that you made that like, I'm just going to be a tomboy? Cause like, what can, no, it wasn't
1: conscious. I just felt more comfortable. I was, I just felt more, I just felt like it aligned better with, with who I was at the time. And then it just became who I was, you know, then, then I was just, I was just a tomboy for a long time.
0: At what point did that become like, not okay to you anymore? Like what made you not want to be like that. And when you were like that, did you feel fine like that? Or did you feel like that you were suppressing something?
1: Yeah, no, I honestly, I, and I, I I had a ton of friends outside my sport that I would go out with to eat or to go party and whatnot. And I would always feel really uncomfortable wearing anything girly or a dress or a skirt or putting makeup on. I almost, I felt like a fake, like I felt Mm -hmm. like it wasn't who I was. Even though, like, I love the way it looks on other people, I just felt like I couldn't pull it off because my legs were too big or my shoulders were too broad, or you know, I, or it just
0: didn't fit the like idea that other people had for you of exactly. what you were supposed to wear. And then if you did wear it, you'd have to like experience the judgment that they were gonna
1: exactly. And and I also it. didn't, I also didn't want that to be confused with me wanting to win male approval because it wasn't for that. You know, because like
0: right
1: I, it. I don't, I don't dress up for that. I dress up for me because it makes me feel good. And so there was also that other side. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think that with the years and just like being more introspective and understanding, understanding what was going on in my mind and why I made those decisions and feeling more comfortable in the way that I look Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: what kind of allowed me to be more free in that sense. In in the sense of like expressing my femininity more outward, how I was feeling on the inside.
0: Was there a moment that was like a just kind of clicked for you and you're like, oh, I've been wanting to dress this way or behave this way and I haven't been doing it. And now that annoys me. And now that I'm like confident and older and successful, like, fuck it, I'm going to start being a fashion queen. (laughs) (laughs) How, How did you go from from point A to point B with that? I don't know. honestly, I bet you there's a lot of girls listening to the podcast who are in a very similar situation. Our our listener or audiences, uh, you know, powerlifters, strength sport athletes, you know, a lot of people might be struggling with that exact thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think part of it is discovering your true unique style, because I think that. If you try to imitate the way that most girls, like putting, um, generalizing how most girls dress, if you try to dress like them, probably you're not going to feel comfortable. So you just have to wear things that make you feel comfortable, that are more you. For example, I wore sneakers to a wedding once. Really nice sneakers, but I wore sneakers under a long flowy dress, right? And I wore my hair down and messy how I like it. And I did my own makeup. I didn't go like overboard with how it looked. So it's just like, and that, that is what fashion is about. It's about expressing yourself and how you feel. And there's no rules. That's the beauty. Fashion is kind of art.
0: That's a pretty like cool awakening you had. I feel like that realization for you awoke this whole new thing. Now you're like neck deep in fashion. Like yeah. your, your Instagram newsfeeds <laughs> dominated by fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. You're always looking up fashion, you're reading about it. You know, we've done so we've done some really cool stuff with hybrid apparel. And the SC line just based off of like ideas you had with with fashion. So it's, I feel like you've really stepped on the gas with that because of it.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. And now that I'm going to start making more uh, apparel for women, excited to, to get, to get them into fashion and feeling comfortable and beautiful, wearing pieces that are different and unique. I
0: think that's cool. I think it's cool to be able to make a fashion statement, like doing anything Mm -hmm. in the gym, you know. At a coffee shop, like mm-hmm. in, in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to only look cool other places and then you have to be, you get three companies, Under Armour, Adidas, and <laughs> Nike, and that's all you can wear in the gym. Yeah, right. If it, and your shirt has to wick away your sweat immediately and smell terrible.
1: I never understood that. I honestly, yeah, that smells worse. So bad. What's up with that fabric? I
0: don't know. <laughs> An Under Armour shirt? after one wear like you might as well throw it out and it's a
1: very unique and distinct smell too.
0: Yeah, it's not it's regular not, sweat.
1: It's not regular BO.
0: It's tangy. It like stings the nostrils honestly. Like or like what Ron Burgundy says. <laughs> not in a good way though. <laughs> no, definitely not in a good way. Um but yeah, I think I think it's that that's a really cool thing that I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's girls out there who are just okay being tomboys and that is who they really are. And they are representing themselves and, that's and there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. anybody who's listening, I hope you're, you you do not think we're telling you, you need to be more feminine. Yeah, like no. That's the opposite of what we're saying, but I think, yeah, be a, you. yeah, I think there's a lot of girls who would love to explore all these different things and just don't feel comfortable doing it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, at the bottom of it, it's just, it's, it's a conversation about gender roles again. Yeah. You know that's kind of like where it all stems from. It's the construct that the construct about gender roles that are culturally and societally formed. That's mm-hmm. what's happening there, right? And 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 then the resistance that you experience when you try to color outside the lines.
0: Yeah, Oh what's,
1: what's difficult about that is that I feel like with most um, like dichotomized thoughts, it's difficult to it's very difficult to change someone's opinion or mind about something that they've already, they've already made an, made an opinion about, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I get it that talking about this kind talking about this is important, talking about femininity, sexuality, and sports. And it's something that I plan to do actually it might be the topic for my next book. Cause it's so interesting to me. Um, but,
0: it's a great topic.
1: Yeah, but I I just find it really difficult to change people's minds, and the perfect example was um, the super controversial post I posted that I didn't even know was controversial of a <laughs> photo shoot I did with uh, Mike from Orangutan Studios, which was just like a I guess a more risque picture mm-hmm. of me.
0: But but very respectful, like very classy. Not I mean, depending
1: I th- on who you ask,
0: I think that. I mean, he's definitely got a very aggressive style in general. Like if you go to his page, there's a lot more provocative photos than the types that you took.
1: That's because of the industry he's in.
0: Yeah. No, nothing wrong with it either. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But I'm just saying on the scale of how crazy you could have got with a risque photo shoot, like (laughs) you kept it pretty tame and respectful. Yeah. I I agree.
1: agree. But I I also struggle with that, right? Because as an educator, as a business owner, as a professional. I struggle with representing my way myself in ways that don't align with with the persona that I've carved for so many years in the Internet. Uh Right. Like I've always wanted to to present myself professionally and I've wanted to be a figure of authority in the world of fitness. You know,
0: you know what, though, I think I think that it comes less from. People being like, oh, that's not a professional thing for a doctor of physical therapy to do. And it becomes that becomes a scapegoat answer for people who just like mostly women who would enjoy doing that themselves if they had the confidence to. But don't. And I'll give you a similar example, not like it's it's a similar example from my perspective. Like I started growing out my hair. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can look a little wild sometimes. But who comments on it? not other people with great hair, like myself, the only like, like slaps I've got about it are from bald dudes. (laughs) Like, Hey dude, I'll get a new haircut before you grow your hair back. All right. But it's like, it's people who, who can't do it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or don't, don't have the, in that, in your case, it's the confidence to do it. And I think it's the same with a lot, but there's a weird kind of like line to toe because where is, where is the line? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've seen a lot in the, like the medical field, doctors and nurses, you know, have got a lot of backlash because they have clients coming in. They're like, oh, well, I s- here's you doing like this sexual pose on Instagram. And there's like this weird professionalism thing there.
1: But there definitely is a line. There definitely there is a is. line. It's yeah. very blurry.
0: And who chooses what that line is? Because everybody's Every personal individual. line of decency is different.
1: Absolutely. Every individual chooses it or or maybe societally we can choose collectively. How, what more or less what that line looks like. I think that... I mean, I think for the most... I think for the most... I, I would love to do a research on that. Like who finds X photo vulgar versus artistic.
0: Oh, yeah, like they show two photos... Yeah. To all these different groups. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be really interesting. And, to and
1: categorize the photos based on, you know... I don't know, adjectives that you come up with. But yeah, it'd be interesting. And obviously everyone's gonna have a different a different opinion and man i don't know i don't know
0: there's the thing there's different
1: there's different things there right there's there's the femininity versus athleticism then there's the vulgarity is vulgarity a word vulgarism no vulgarity the vulgarity versus you know, tactful images, then there's objectifying versus empowering. empowering. There's so many things there that
0: I don't I like, know. I like this line from Daniel Tosh. He says, um, he's like, look, he's a stand-up comedian for anyone who doesn't know. And he he said something offensive in his thing, in, in one of his acts. And he goes, look, I'm not going to try to figure out what your personal line of decency is. <laughs> He's like, so I cross my own. Sometimes it's how I know I still have one, but it's like, you kind of, you can push the envelope and you can do all these things, but you can't cater to everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no one answer in any scenario that's going to make a hundred percent of people happy. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. But then who determines what's appropriate and not what's professional and not what's like, for example, to use the medical field again, who determines what doctors can and can't post, you know, or is it just something that's never going to have an answer, and you just have to
1: yeah, understand no, that some people are
0: bigoted and or and some people aren't, and you know, well, it's weird. It's a weird th- like a weird game. But to play. don't you
1: feel like deep inside we all know what's okay and what's not okay?
0: No, because you the only thing that you feel is what you feel is okay and not okay. But don't and you, you assume feel you per- like no. all
1: of us deep inside would know what's okay and what's not okay? With some like, very a, extreme things. Look, we all know killing someone's bad. Look, there's a difference. There's a difference between posting a photo of yourself wearing a bathing suit at a pool or at a beach or in front of a mirror on your way to the beach versus posting a photo of your a professional photo or a photo that your boyfriend took of you wearing lingerie showing your 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 butt in, up in the air that there's a difference there's a difference it's like the context it's like it's like the feelings that the photo evokes like what was if what was what was the feeling that that photo was intended to evoke right it's like here's me wearing wearing um lingerie like with my nipples showing, you know.
0: What if? So what if that girl has an OnlyFans business?
1: Wait, wait, wait. We haven't even gotten there yet. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Here's a picture of me with my nipples showing through my lingerie versus like here's a picture of me enjoying a boy, boat day with my friends, right? I feel like the context of the photo is the most important thing. Is it? Is like the why are you doing it? That's for professionalism. Then as far as like. Um, professionalism in terms of the image that you chose then it's like in terms of uh in terms of still having the respect of your colleagues of your profession or even like on your if if social media is where you're displaying these these photos is like what what how did you grow your following? Did you grow your following based on just your body and objectifying and sexualizing your body? Or is there any sort of like sust- substance there? Substance there? You know, are you sharing something that's actually valuable other than just like posting pictures for dudes, dudes to jerk off?
0: But I, mean, I think there's a difference there too. De- but who's determining determining value? We all know what value is. Like, are you give, are you. Well, porn industry makes billions of dollars. That's that's not value, Hade. Like you're talking about.
1: Things that help society. Things that help
0: people. Okay.
1: That are not lustful. Okay. So, and I think that's why my, my photo was so well received because I don't rely on that type of content to build an audience. Right. I reserve that content to make a point
0: mm-hmm mm. that's a very good point point. and what was the point
1: to me that was that was both a personal challenge and a social experiment it was a personal challenge in the sense that you know
0: it's outside your comfort zone. again
1: it's outside my comfort zone it's it's not a photo that i would regularly or usually t- ever actually have never taken a photo like that in my life mm-hmm. um mainly because i didn't feel like i was worthy of that photo which is interesting right because the feedback i got was really positive but i never felt for example when i would because i i've known of orangutan for a while now and when i would look at his profile and the girls that he was shooting i i would always think that i wasn't like those girls like i couldn't look like those girls in, in photos even if like he shot me And when I met him in person, he was and he told me he wanted to do a photo shoot with me. I was shocked. I was like and the first thing I told him was I'm not like the other girls. Uh Like I don't look like the other girls. And he was like, that's perfect. You are you. I'm going to make you feel beautiful and unique and confident. And it's exactly what happened. Like they were so reassuring and like, you know, they kept telling me I look great and I look beautiful. And like they helped me pick my outfits and they helped me with my hair and with my makeup and that was really empowering in and of itself because it it just gave me confidence to see that, that I am, maybe I'm not, I I don't look exactly like a model, you know, like a, like a traditional model, but I look beautiful the way I am. And that was really powerful. And then the second thing was I, I honestly was, was genuinely curious to see how my audience would react to a Mm -hmm. photo like that. Um, and I was I was in, I was shocked by some of the very few, very 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 few were negative, um, but it was it, it was crazy. Like people who would people there was this one girl who unfollowed me for yeah. shooting with orangutan. It's like, are you serious? Yeah,
0: but she was a real Bible thumper, right? She yeah. went to his page and she was all. It said anti porn yeah, was not her saying, bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But but yeah, but for the most part, it was it was well received i think people like people liked seeing kind of the more the softer side of someone of of someone who portrays himself as
0: just very strong i guess and professional yeah and, yeah. yeah
1: but again i don't rely on that type of content you know I, that's not something i, I, think, I think that's a good, that's
0: probably the best point you made in my opinion yeah. is like are you if you're a fitness page but you rely on sexuality to grow your content are you really a fitness page you know what i mean it's like oh we're i'm the this is our bake shop but it's all like pictures of girls holding donuts by their asses you know it's like okay are you you know like is this a donut page or like you you know what i mean i i get what you're saying it's like is your content in line with what you're saying you are
1: at the same time literally every single industry uses sex to sell so it's like, are they wrong? And the, and here it I am. Comes
0: down to the fine line again. Okay, yeah, and and
1: I'm I'm challenging my own point here.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm challenging my own point, point. It's like, is it really wrong if you're a woman and you're objectifiable and you're sexualizable? Is it wrong to use that to your advantage to build an audience, to build a business, to sell stuff? I don't know. I don't think and again I think I'm going to answer my own question again. I don't These, think it's a matter of right or wrong because
0: what if the product and or, and, or service that you're selling is very good and legitimate and evidence based.
1: Like, Sorry. It's not a matter of 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 defining whether it's right or wrong because nobody here is god. Nobody can like actually define what right or wrong is, right? Because it's it's subjective to everyone. But it's for the person. If I think if the person is okay with what they're doing, then it's right for them. Okay. It's personal choice.
0: Okay. It may not be the best choice it's not the best for choice. your end goal. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, but yeah, it's weird because yeah, you're right. We're, it's The lines are kind of blurred between what's the best thing for your image that makes you seem professional that makes people want to do business with you. If, mm-hmm. if you're in, if your social media is about that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, versus what professionalism actually is.
1: What is professionalism?
0: I don't know. I feel, but like, I
1: feel like everyone knows
0: it. I don't think it exists the same way that it used to. You don't have to put on a suit and tie and go work at nine to five and be all uppity anymore. You don't have to do that to be successful. That used to be the only route. Now you can sit in in our office like we're doing right now, talk about nonsense into a microphone for an hour and and make money that way, you know, or
1: would you consider Dan Blazerian professional? In this in the professionalism sense of the word.
0: I think, he, yeah, I mean, I think he's a professional at what he does. Of course, he's a professional. He's a professional poker player. He makes money doing that. He owns a marijuana business, he uh, like a legal But one. he
1: does he act professionally?
0: Well, what does that mean anymore? You know, like, do, do pro athletes act professionally? Like, OK, yeah, they do. Like on the court most of the time, if they're basketball players or whatever. But then they go do their own thing and you just don't see it. They could be partying it up, doing all these crazy things, but they're just kind of more quiet about it.
1: Exactly. You keep it, you are quiet about it. So I'm not saying you can't. So professionalism is being phony? No, it's not being phony. It's presenting yourself in a professional way.
0: But for who? Like who? For the
1: people that are buying whatever you're selling.
0: Right. But so why do you have to do that to make them feel better? Fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, why is that?
1: So that people respect you. And so that people take you seriously.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's changing a lot. I think that the, the, like, I think that's why we're having this conversation because that, sort of like line of professionalism is not the it's same also a and and also everybody projects like you're doing it right now you're like we all know what's right and wrong and what's what's uh you know professional and what's not but do we why are people in jail then <laughs> you know like why why did why did people do all the things that they do and then justify them you know because people project their idea of what's right and wrong or their idea of what's professional onto everybody else and assume that everybody else thinks that. Mm-hmm. And then they get super offended when people tell them that they don't agree because they're like, well, it's obvious because I think it, you know? So it's just, it's a weird thing. And it's like, we said, we we're going to get back to only fans. Cause I think that's a topic that like, that's one of the, the most, the hugest new things to happen to social media in, in a long time and i guess there's obviously good and bad to everything um and i've heard good and bad arguments for and against it
1: i think i'm more for than against why <clears throat> i think you have more autonomy of what kind of content you want to post if if you choose to get into the world of like sex workers right are they considered sex workers
0: I guess it depends what, what you do. You have, like you said, you have autonomy to do what you want. Yeah. Like it's basically Instagram, but, yeah. but that you have to buy into yeah. and it's usually sexual, but not always. Yeah. But let's, I think what we're arguing right now is the sexual side of it. That's okay. what we're talking about. So.
1: Well, Really? I thought we were just talking about only fans in general.
0: We're talking about people like you who write books and then you go to their only fans and it shows a page of the book. Like, that's not what people have a problem with. That's <laughs> not controversial.
1: No, but it's not only about nudes. Like, we're talking about girls going on OnlyFans and and posting pictures of, like, I don't know, their butt in a bikini.
0: Oh, okay. Sure. Like, that—that yeah.
1: that is included. There.
0: Right, right. Feels like a bit of a slippery slope. Like, some people might start that way. and. Yeah. I don't know. Look,
1: <clears throat> I think the main danger of OnlyFans is just how easy it is for girls for young girls to make money and what concerns me it, it, which could be a blessing or a curse right? right like you could be a you could be a super smart girl that sees it as an opportunity to make some like solid cash you know at 18 19 20 whatever and you're smart about it and you invest that money or or you take that money and like build a brand that i think is excellent but i think that most people don't necessarily take it that route because easy comes, easy goes. You know, the money came easy and so they spend it and whatever. So and then and then what? And then they they probably are not going to school because they see this as like, you know, an opportunity and they are making more money than they would Uh doing a traditional job. And yeah, I, I worry about that kind of like. Cycle.
0: The, the young people getting into it now. Yeah. Or it being an option for young people as they grow up.
1: And, 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 and not them, maybe not having enough guidance as to like what to do without money or like, or, or just choosing to like throw their careers completely down to the drain, and not having a, a plan B. Yeah. You know, that's and not having any sort of formal education. Like, do you imagine like girls like dropping out of high school or like, not even going to college f- to do OnlyFans. I know that happens for sure, and th- it, that's something know. that concerns me.
0: But do you think girls don't go to school because of that, or they don't go to school and then they're like, "Oh, I need to figure something out"?
1: Now. No, it's because of that. It's really? because of that. Yeah, I've seen it all the time with 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 young kids that do online coaching.
0: Yeah, true. You see it there. I mean, yeah. we had a, we had some young people come to our, the gym on different occasions, and you ask them what they're doing, they're like, "Yeah, well." I have a sponsorship from whatever company and I make decent money and that's what I do. So I didn't go to school. Yeah. And to me, that seems a little bit crazy because look, if you're a fitness influencer, if you have an OnlyFans account, if you're doing whatever, it's not taking up all of your day. You're in the gym. Okay. You worked out for two hours. Now, what did you do with the other 22 hours of your day? Mm Like you can certainly go to school. And,
1: and, and it's not even about that. formal education because nowadays you can learn anything online. I know for a fact that those people aren't aren't learning other useful
0: skills. Yeah, which just is, self-improvement in general.
1: Yeah, which is the problem, right. right? Like you don't have to go to school to learn things. You can learn pretty much everything on your own, but they're not because the money's coming easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and they they think it's going to be there forever. And then they are not developing themselves in any other way. They're just pigeonholing, holding themselves into this one niche that they found, in which they can make money.
0: Sure, I also think that there's an unreal expectation that, or yeah, that that girls can just start an OnlyFans. It's like start OnlyFans, become millionaire. Like no, it's a it's a it's competitive now, right? Sure. You're competing against all of these other good looking girls who are doing the exact same thing, and
1: creating professional content. Like people, like most, m- most of the top girls hire like full media teams and like, managers, and
0: management companies. Yeah. But, well, we know somebody who yeah. used to run a management only fans company where literally they would, they, they had staff that would be the girl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So like some guy and, and actually the reason why the person got out of it is because it was so depressing Right. Like it would, they they guys would be pouring their hearts out, you know, thinking they're making this connection with this girl and OnlyFans and some guy in his 30s eating Cheetos being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like I love it when you say that to me, you know, yeah. like, oh, poor guy, you know, and then he, and he's throwing money at this person because of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like the modern day court, modern day quarantine stripper. You know, I feel like that's what that is, but um. Yeah, it's just it's a weird thing because like there's always the real success stories like it's it's now providing a a separate safer industry that that they're able to control for people who are in the porn industry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's like that's definitely a positive of it. They get to control their own content, choose what they do and what they don't do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I think that's good overall. And, And I don't know. I've never been on it, to be clear. (laughs) <laughs> so so I don't I don't know it all that well. this is all
1: has an OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big booty bro. <laughs> you can find me there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, the social media, and there's so many now. Are you on parlor? I'm on parlor. I'm on parlor. I'm dude, I'm more famous than Steffi on parlor. <laughs> I'm going viral. I got like 60 followers. What do you have? No, no, no. Lindsay.
1: Did I bet you I have more than you and I'm nah, not even trying?
0: No chance. That's but what funny. is annoying is that I actually every once in a while post on Twitter and uh, you don't at all. Like you posted. I have 44 followers. On what? Um, So I got more followers than you. But on Twitter, Step has like a, th- a couple thousand followers or something. And she said like one thing <laughs> once, you know? So that's not really fair. Maybe I'll just pretend to, to be really political and start posting political things on Parler because there, there are a lot of like, isn't that supposed to be like the right wing version of Instagram? Yeah. Have you seen the Hodge twins on Parlor? Do you remember mm. those guys? No. They're like two black dudes. They're brothers. And they were basically, they would do like workout kind of bro comedy. They're really loud. Like They're always yelling over each other. You would totally recognize them. Look them mm-hmm. up. Just type Hodge twins on, on Instagram since you're on it already <laughs> ignoring me. Um, they, they've like taken their content from their original, mm-hmm. like bro thing. And they're just like all politics now. And so I, I saw them, someone told me that I for, kind of forgot about it, but then I saw them on parlor and they've got like half a million followers. I'm like, didn't this come out like a week ago and all their posts are just like political things like slamming, whatever liberal this like you know
1: that's crazy
0: yeah yeah so i mean i guess that's that's the way to fame on that site you just have to be super super political whoa do you hear that so there's a new wow oh on where we're doing this wrong we got to get political
1: apparently
0: (laughs) they have a new page called the conservative twins on instagram on YouTube with 1.6 million subscribers. Wow. I'm just going to start saying things I don't even believe in that are just like so inflammatory and political. We'll be, we'll be so famous. <laughs> That's how you get that. What's the next uh, YouTube plaque after the platinum one that Steffi has? Huh? Diamond? That's how we get that diamond YouTube plaque.
1: Just just talking about.
0: Conservative Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: oh my god no, alright no. anyways that's enough rambling uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, if you're listening to I'm, cu- this,
1: I'm curious to to, yeah. listen, to hear your guys' views last time that we had a, a similar podcast you guys your feedback was amazing so I'm curious I want to start a conversation surrounding the topic of the female athlete paradox and wearing multiple hats as a female and how you feel and if you're a guy if you've experienced anything similar I'm, I'm, I'm curious maybe i'll use it as as part of my research for my book
0: for sure all right thanks for listening
1: thank you